You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can help the show financially by going to the blackandgoldhockeyblog.com website and clicking on either the Amazon.com or Fanatics.com banners to the right before shopping online. Now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show! Or fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, scores! Ray Bork. He takes the space, pulling it wide to the right of Tatar. The snapshot over to Rossi. It's loose, and Bergeron scores! Patrice Bergeron! Well, well, well. We are back. We are back again talking Bruins hockey. Um, It is a very important time for the show and the team. Uh, in the league, for that matter, but um, um, I want to welcome back Court Lalonde and Rob Tomlin, the uh, best co-hosts that um, anybody can have. How are you guys doing? I am good, and by the intro that everybody's just heard, I don't speak one lick of French, <laughs> but my name is French, so just getting that off the table, just getting it out there. Don't ask me to speak French. Don't ask me to join French Facebook groups. I can't understand a word you're saying. I apologize. I understand that my whole family's French, but I don't speak a word of it. Uh, And Rob, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm good, buddy. Despite uh, the Twitter rumors, we're not all dead. Right. We are are back with a vengeance. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. We've been we've been away for oh geez, quite some time uh, ever since the Bruins uh, lost to the Ottawa Senators in the first round series. Um, but uh, we did take some time off to um, do some upgrades to the website and upgrades to the podcast. So um, it was much needed because um, we want to get, um, we want to be the best podcast uh, that's Bruins related. So uh, with that, we had to make, um, you know, positive improvements. Um, and with the solid cast of uh, myself and uh, and you two uh, aboard, um Moving forward with the the technical aspect of the, of our show was uh, important to me, um, but uh, we have Sabrina as you as you heard in the intro. Uh, talk about um, places where you can be heard, uh, places where you can financially donate and uh, help us cut the cost of the podcast. So um, I'm I'm excited to be back. I've been really looking forward to it. Really working hard to get this uh, where it's at, and um, I'm I'm more or less this is the um, a, a Bruins expansion draft and entry draft preview because um, of the events that's happening next week. Uh, I thought this would be appropriate time to get back on and start talking about uh, some news and um, what's going to happen. So um, how's life though? Is everybody good? I mean, besides Twitter, hate and blah, blah, blah. I mean, besides hockey, everything good with you guys? I am good. 
I would think Rob has the most excitement in his country out of the three of us right now. So with oh, what's yeah. going on there lately. Oof. That's crazy. I mean, we've had that go on. I've had someone try and break into my house over the past few weeks. Truth. But that's always a always a fun one to deal with. But um, yeah, life goes on. I'm sorry to hear that, bud. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. There's a lot worse stuff going on. So right. Yeah. It's all good. Thoughts uh, always with you guys and and the rest of the world would go through all this, you know, tragic bullshit. But yeah. Um, Earmuffs, everybody. Earmuffs. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to do that again. That was. I remember that episode. I was dropping mm-hmm. the bombs a little bit and probably <laughs> probably the. The unfiltered beer I was drinking didn't help at all. We still, so. we still haven't have had evidence of you putting dollars into the jar. <laughs> you do realize this. <laughs> That's true. I gotta make a soundbite for that now. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been good myself. I just want to, you know, I made some upgrades to the office. So um, with everything going on, the podcast and the website upgrades, I also made um, additions to my um, office at home or re- recording studio. Added a few TVs so I can watch a ton of hockey uh, this coming up in season, which is um, it's good because it's, I have access to record all important, inf- um, uh, you know, anything news. Like if anybody in the prospect that uh, scored a goal, scored a hat trick, I'd be able to get that out there as soon as possible, even before the big dogs do, which usually take about 24 hours. So I'm excited about that. So, all right. Besides all our personal crap, um, let's talk about some uh, some Bruins news. Uh, recently, in the past uh, weeks that we've been missing, um, I wanted to touch on first of all Kevin Dean uh, being named the uh, a new assistant coach. Now, I remember back in the um, the closing meetings or cl- locker cleanout, as I call it. Um, I'm not sure what date that was, but uh, Don Sweeney mentioned that uh, they were um, seriously contemplating bringing a, a, another coach on, uh, another set of eyes and another opinion uh, to the staff, the National Hockey League staff. And uh, they brought on Kevin Dean, who was the uh, Providence Bruins coach last season with the upward movement of Bruce Cassidy. Um, I, I think this is a real solid addition. Uh, it, and I, I honestly believe that this is like the perfect time for them to do this because that wave of of developmental talent is coming in, and and you can't have enough uh, mentors, uh, teachers um, out in the ice and practice camps, um, you know, whatever. So I think it's a solid move, and I wanted to get your opinions on this. Yeah, I think it's it's a good move. I mean. I don't. I can't remember the last time that a coach in the AHL became head coach of an NHL team, and then the next head coach became his assistant coach the season after. Right. But um, it's definitely a crazy time. I mean, it, it's going to be good fun to watch. I think. Um, I think from especially today with the trade freeze just happening and the Bruins not making any movements, it looks like the might be staying put with the defense they've got which is a good sign because that probably means that uh, we'll see another prospect on the blue line next season. Uh, but, I mean, I think it was the best fit for the job. I think he'll do 
a really good job with the organization. Yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, the, both of you that it's a, a good move by the team, especially when you take a coach that uh, he took his team pretty far in the AHL playoffs. Um, and he knows the guys. If we're going with a youth movement um, and, and promoting with win and showing that we are, then it's the smart move for the franchise. Yeah. Plain and simple. And um, there's still no um, no word of who they're going to go after for the AHL head coach job. Well, yeah. there's... Um, there's two names that are in the in the um, in the hat right now, and they were uh, Trent Whit- Whitfield and Jay Leach, and both of those uh, guys were with the team last year in uh, yeah. in lower roles under Kevin Dean. So yeah. those are the two highest um, guys right now, uh, and I'm pretty certain that they're gonna probably go with one of them or or keep or retain both of them for that matter. Um, yeah. As they've been with the team last season and uh, and and went through the success that brought them to um, a third round playoff appearance, which uh, ultimately was tragically shot down by the Syracuse Crunch. Um, yeah, yeah Pro- Providence just didn't seem to have it uh, skating wise. So uh, they were very tired. Yeah, they looked very tired. Yeah. A lot of mistakes, and you know you can see. I mean, it's a they played us a, a tough seventy six game. American Hockey League season, and uh, they beat two teams that I honestly didn't think they were going to beat. I mean, and Wilkes-Barre, oh, yeah. Grant, and Penguins are no joke. They are a very, very well-run organization in the AHL, and and constantly in the mix of uh, a call the cup, um, you know, caliber. Uh, and the, the Baby Bees, uh, same thing. They 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 lost to. Uh, I mean, they won the uh, series against the Hershey Bears. And but just seemed that those few series right there ate up a lot of energy, and just didn't have it for the uh, the the faster um, Syracuse Crunch. But they were really hard for two series. Oh yeah, the first two series oh, yeah. as well. So no doubt, is a, a killer for the for the Providence Bruins definitely. So uh, the next thing I wanted to touch on, and this is the uh, the it's been the most popular. Um, Topic and and a vast uh, range of opinions on this matter, um, but Anders Bjork has finally signed a three-year de- uh, entry-level deal, and will I'm assuming he's going to definitely be in the in the mix um, over the summer workouts and leading into the the beginning of the 2017-18 season. Um, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up, and I know Court's going to love this, but uh. Is is just the the hype that this got uh, on social media and and you know it's uh, the Jimmy VC Kool Aid drinkers out there that were just panicking, um, and then the ones that uh, claim to have uh, inside scoops about you know he's definitely going to be a pro, he will be on the team. It's just uh, it was maddening, but I'm glad that the, it got done. Um, and I think the I think he's going to have a decent first year in the NHL in uh, in October. Um, what, you, what do you guys think about the addition of Bjork? Um, I I I think it's a really good addition. I think if he doesn't make the NHL roster, he'll be one of the best players in the AHL team. Um, it's just. The thing that annoys me about players like this, not about the player themselves, but about the fan bases, I, I don't 
think I saw anyone even talk about Anders Bjork all of last season until it came to the end of the season. I think the only thing I heard really about him, well, people talking about him, was uh, that that goal that he scored, that one, that insane one on the rough. Yeah, yeah. I think people just people just panic. They hear they hear a name in the organisation, and like someone comes along and says, "Oh, they're a highly touted prospect, and we might lose them," and that's it. Everyone loses their head. But I, 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 I didn't know, but I, I felt like he just wanted to play in the World Juniors, wanted to relax a bit after playing his season, and wanted to make like wait and make a decision, yeah. think about it, and that's what he did, and it worked. So. I just think if he can play on that left side, great. Um, if he can play top six minutes, great. But I I don't see it happening straight away. I think he'll play in the bottom six. But he'll be good. He'll put up points. So it's all good. Yeah, I, I think he'll get every opportunity to make this hockey club and uh, be an impact on the hockey club. Uh-huh. It, it looks like they're slotting him in on the death chart on that second line with Krejci and with Pasta. Um, so he's going to have the opportunity to, to prove that he's he's here to stay and he's going to get some top-line minutes. So it's everything's up to him. Um, the fact that everybody was scared that he wasn't going to be here, it, it is what it is. That's what happens when you draft um, college pros. Uh, maybe they should just change the rules. I, I really do think they should just change the rules, but uh, I don't make the rules. I just can make suggestions i guess yeah but uh even with even with vc if you actually look at what happened to that kid he got overhyped and that's what i'm hoping doesn't happen with the two kids with jfk and Bjork, both of them i hope both of them we do we, we got to go into the expectations of next year that these are just kids give them time they could come out gangbusters they could not but they're going to be good hockey players so don't worry about it let them grow and, and let them become the kids they're going to be because he's even VC last year, he had a lot. Even just going to the Rangers, he still had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. And if you look at what happened near the end of the year, someone on Twitter was actually saying, "Oh, he had a great year." And I, was, I started looking it up, and I'm like, "I didn't think he did." And then you look up the points might have possibly been there, but his ice time diminished near the end of the season. And then when it came down to actual quality minutes, he didn't get any. Yeah. Oh, so point. It, it is what it is. These, these kids are young. The team's going to be young, and I love the fact that this team's getting young. Yeah. And isn't the college season a hell of a lot shorter than the junior season? Yeah, it's yes. only about 35 games, 40 games or something yeah. like that. So you imagine playing 30 games a season and then all of a sudden someone goes, right, we're going to triple that. Yeah. Now, that, also, that's going to kill you, buddy. I always say that the Bruins draft too many NCAA players because it scares me about them being able to do what they do. I was actually surprised to find out they're, they're only ninth in the league percentage-wise for drafting. They've only drafted 32, 32.8% of their draft picks um, in their prospect pool right now are uh, NCAA. Yeah. 39% are major junior. So Chicago Blackhawks are actually uh, up there. And Pittsburgh Penguins. So if you look at the teams, I I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but if you look at the teams that have been winning Stanley Cups, their uh, draft pool is uh, NCAA. Yeah. Because kids have, they're playing, when you play in the juniors in Canada, it's it's great hockey. But when you play in the NCAA, you're, 
it's not that it's a higher caliber. It's just you're playing with a lot more players at your caliber. Mm-hmm. When you're playing juniors, there could be you know some fourth liners that uh, you know don't deserve to be there. The, There's more teams. The uh, the whole conversation about Anders Bjork. I mean, I, I was with Rob too. Um, I was I was the kind of person that just said, "Let the kid make his decision. Let him you know be with family and and tell his future." Um, as a group, but you know, so many people that if, if a day went by that you didn't hear anything, it's like, Oh my God, he's not going to sign here. And then I had a conversation with somebody and uh, actually two people said this and I was amazed. And I, I think it was the same person that just has two different accounts. But he said, <laughs> I think Bjork would be amazing with, um, with, with Krejci and Pasternak. It'll be the all check line. Well, I saw that. That was hilarious. He's and I'm like, like what? Yeah. And I was like, you know that Bjork is from um, uh, Michigan. US. Yeah, I think it's Michigan. Yeah. Oh, no, Wisconsin. U.S. Yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the uh, uh, top 48. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I kind of laughed. And I'm like, he's not, no, he's not, he's not European. So. Well, I, I saw a, a Bruins writer, and I'm not going to mention names. It's probably not a well-known one. Um, I saw an article. That said, uh, Anders Bjork will be looking to head to the uh, the Olympics with Team Sweden. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> okay, that, that's a funny one to me. Like, okay, didn't know you could do that. Oh but... man! Well, it's it's like uh, Galchenyuk on uh, on the Habs. Yeah, people he's, think he's Russian. He's yeah, dual he's, heritage. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's American. Yeah, chose maybe, to play with America. Yeah. Look things up, not go by last name, people. Just like my last name, I don't speak a lick of French. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you know Bonjour. Come on. Oh, I, I can swear. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. All right. Um, another young player that we got to talk about, um, and he's definitely, definitely gonna be a Bruin. There's no doubt about that. After his um, breakout season, call it a contract year, call it whatever you want, but uh, this kid came to play this year and he definitely made a statement, And which is probably why negotiations on David Pasternak's contract are taken a little extra long because they want to be safe about it. Um, I, I, I know it's going to happen. I, I'm thinking it's going to be at five million for six years uh, it's gotta be more than that you think so well everything i think to be totally honest with you contract negotiations were going enormously well and they were probably just ironing out details and then montreal decided to uh be the montreal canadians overpay to get a player and then overpay that player um <laughs> a lot of people keep saying all over the internet that Duran's a better hockey player if you you look at the stats it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, you can't uh just go by potential alone, but it's, it's good that people want to say that to make themselves feel better. But uh, Pasternak has the better stats. Um, so he, Duran just got 5.5 a year. Can I, so the, can the I just say, um, there's, there's a certain thing with Jonathan Duran that I always like to bring up when people talk about him, and that's um, junior highlight players. And Duran is a junior highlight player player he had nathan mckinnon with him he had a stacked team on a junior team and he looked incredible but as he looked incredible in the nhl sometimes but not like pasternak has 
I'm sorry, Pasternak played with like the smallest amount of stick tape you've ever seen on a blade of a stick <laughs> ever and managed to score 30 plus goals in a season. Um, Pasternak managed to walk around goofing it about that he chipped his tooth and looked like he was out of Dumb and Dumber. Uh, this this guy is this guy is what the new Bruins are about. They're about having fun. They they're all about the locker room and how they react to each other. And David Pasternak is going to be a leader on this team for many 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 years to come. And that smile I'm, is never going to be wiped from his face. I'm de- debating right now because of the new Bruins jerseys are coming out soon, and I'm <laughs> debating right now. I always get a Bergeron jersey, and I'm like. Maybe I'll get a pasta just to mix it up a bit because I've got a couple Bergerons. Yeah, you got to go with the guy anyone, that's going to be around. Yeah. Did anyone see the Tampa Bay fan who got a Jonathan oh, Druin shirt awesome. for his birthday the day before he got traded? Yeah, and he tweeted oh, it. And then they, yeah. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> it's, so, so going back to the dollar signs, yeah, um, uh, I know when we had uh, we had a guest on earlier in the year, um, the guest was saying, I at the time was saying 5, 5.5. Now I'm... I'm and the guest was saying four. Um, I'm gonna say he's he's not gonna get more than Marshan. So I'm thinking six is the number. I'm gonna go higher than that, and I think six point five. Wow. And I'm hoping it's a six year deal. I, I know a lot of people out there are saying bridge deal and let him earn his contract. I understand and I respect everybody's opinion where they're coming from, but if you look at the history of giving kids bridge contracts doesn't work it doesn't work i'm sorry the montreal canadians are the king of what they did to pk suban yeah well pk suban's not there and just went to the stanley cup finals look how that worked out for them well it, another thing just think about a, dallas yeah just think about dallas with sagan what, what, well, how well, long did how long have they got him for what well yeah and that's his contract RG. five his contract i think he's at five million yeah he's free I, the way i look at it that, that's nothing for a guy like sagan and that actually was Chirelli, as much as we... Yeah. yeah, that was a good signing. Terrible trade. Good signing. The um, a contract, to me, on a young player... I mean, this is... Uh, and It's not the same. Totally different player. Totally different personality. But like uh, Dougie Hamilton, uh, after his three-year entry-level deal was over, he immediately uh, demanded uh, ridiculous money. Well, I mean, his... his um, oh, God. Agent. Agent. His agent was rumored to demand about the $8 million uh, number, which was absolutely ridiculous. But my thing about the this is uh, organizations have to look in the future. You have to look at your cap now and what it's yep. going to be in three years. And, and, and supporting members of that roster that are making decent money are also going to want to get upgraded. You, that player is going to want to get paid. So, I mean... I, I think Pasternak definitely earned, um, you know, his his deal. Whatever he gets, um, I think he's definitely going to earn it. But you know, you do have to look back at his uh, his his health history, which I think is definitely better because he put on size. He's playing a much heavier game. Like I was telling you in a couple uh, other podcasts before, I noticed in his first two years in the league. He was a player that kept his skates real um, close together because uh, he was he'd move fast. You know what I mean? He could cut on a dime. But uh, this past season, I noticed <coughs> him 
going into corners more stabilized and and using his body a little more and not getting knocked off the um the puck and uh not uh going in for a hit and then you know getting knocked on his ass stronger on his skates yeah yeah he absolutely and and so but the thing the biggest thing is going back is like you have to seriously look at the salary cap what it's going to look like and and so many years ahead and and really judge on what number you can and and year you're going to be comfortable with I, you know, if I was in the room, I'd definitely be okay with six years, uh, no doubt. And I'd definitely be okay with um, five to six point five million. So, I, I mean, I hope it works out. It's, good. it's just going to benefit uh, fans, the organization, and, and and the sport in general. Here's what I, 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 I I'm no going to say. I'm going to say, I think six point five million for seven years hmm. with the first two. With no no clothes at all, but after that, no trade clothes. Mm. Interesting. I, I think, think actually if... that's the fight. I think the deal would have been done right now, and I don't think Sweeney wants to do it because um, if he did the Bolesky contract, he did a, a modified. I think he uh, he's a lot of GMs got to look that there could be more expansion down the road with yeah. Quebec and Seattle. Yeah, a lot of G, a lot of guys right now, the, those GMs are eh, a little iffy about those no movement clauses. Yeah, but I, that is one guy that I'd want a normal move, movement well, clause on. I have no problem with it. But it's just, um, you, you, Mark's right and you're right. We need the longest deal, not the longest deal possible, but a longer term contract. Because if you think about it, we have this huge youth movement that these guys' contracts, Charlie McAvoy, all these guys, yeah. their contracts are going to be up in a couple of years. You look at it right now, McAvoy, on Anders Borg, Bjork, JFK, all in the same year. Yeah. Their contracts are up. Plus, you got you got to think about the fact that you got a guy like David Backus on six years at six. Is it six years at six million? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's um, March stands at what six point three? Yeah. And then Bergeron's what? What's Bergeron's six point two something? Uh, no, no. Bergeron's Tuke is the highest six. paid. Yeah. Tuke okay. is your highest paid player. I, I thought um, Krejci was. Krejci's 7.2. I thought Tuka... I'm getting it up now. Tuka's cap 7. Friendly. Yeah, pull up cap. Pull up cap I'm, I'm yeah, David sure Krejci's the two, highest. Yeah, Bergeron's 7.8. flat. No, what's Tuka yeah. at, though? Tuka's, Tuka's seven. 7 mil flat. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Bergeron's 7.25. Brad Marshall's 6.1. Yeah. See, that's seven. why I think it would be hard for Pasternak's agent. That, that's one thing Boston has in their favor. Pasternak yeah. didn't get more points than Marshan, and Marshan's at six point one. Yeah, yeah, but also if you look at the way his stats have lined up, uh, all three seasons that he's been with the Bruins, he's pretty much doubled numbers every season. No, I, I know, and, and I mean he's he's, he's never going to double the numbers he's got now. There's no chance no. That he doubles. And numbers. and they're and I'm sure but, his agent for Pasternak is going to go in and go look what Sean Monahan got, look what Johnny Goudreau got. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the money we want. Yeah. All right. Um, this one is a tough one for me. And and by no means am I saying that this player is terrible. But I'm... Uh, <laughs> I've seen some different words come out of your mouth. Yeah, might... but you know what? I'm, a, I'm on the podcast now, so no, I try okay. to tone it down a little bit. Um, Tommy Cross signing was um, strange for me. 
Uh, I this is another instance that the team, the organization, is uh, just the reach around man love, in my opinion. Um, uh, and like I said, he's not a bad player, but I just don't see. I don't like the the role. I mean, you, you're there to to play hockey. You're there to be a defenseman. I don't want you to just. I, I I'm not a fan of just resigning because you're a good locker room dude. You have to put it on the ice. So, the Tommy Cross signing to me was um, strange because we have people coming, in, players coming in, uh, knocking on the door of their first professional years, and it just seems like one of those players is probably not going to be involved because of this signing. I think you're talking about Alex Grant. Well, I'm, he won't be back. I, yeah, I'm kind of pissed that Alex Grant is not coming back because he was clearly the better defenseman. But the way I'm sure they look at it, because I've played on many hockey teams, sometimes having that guy that doesn't hurt you, doesn't benefit you, but doesn't hurt you, and is great in the room, and he's going to be your last pair defenseman that's going to play every now and then, yeah. maybe that's the way they looked at it. They probably looked at it, okay, we can't give Alex Grant the minutes he he deserves, and Tommy Cross, we're not going to give the minutes that he that really matter because we've got all these kids that we're going to have and they're going to get the minutes. So maybe Tommy Cross will be good for a couple of years, you know, be good in the locker room to teach these young kids, but at the same time, just don't teach them any of your skills on the ice. But I'm just just playing devil's advocate here. Maybe they're just looking at it, they can't give Alex Grant the ice time he needs. All right. Can can I have one minute to blow both of your minds? Oh, Go ahead. for sure. Absolutely. That's what he, we're here for. Right, here we go. You love here Zach Ronaldo? Oh. <laughs> this signing, this signing is genius. I'm going to tell you why this signing is genius. John Michael Isles isn't coming back. Morrow isn't coming back. You need a seventh defenseman on the Bruins. And that's not going to be a kid. That's going to be Tommy Cross. Oh, please don't say that. No, no, listen to me. (laughs) That guy can sit on a bench all year long and not play a single game. But he can be there if you need him. For one game. If a guy's injured for one game, Tommy Cross is there. But down in Providence, Alex Grant then becomes your captain. So you've got Alex Grant on the top pairing. You've got all the kids you desire in your, de- your defense pool. And Tommy Cross becomes a locker room guy for the Bruins. And I'm just sorry. the guy that does practice, he actually technically doesn't even have to play a game in your genius scheme here. He could actually he's, be sent down to Providence yeah. and call up a kid to play in the games when players are injured. Right. And he's still exactly. Just be... This is genius. <laughs> Don't if, use if those they, words, though. That's I'm too sorry. Much. If, they, if, they do, if they do my plan now, I want a job with the Bruins next year. <laughs> because this is... Uh, I'm a genius GM. Oh, um, wow. All right, then. I'm going to get you an think, application. And a giant room for your giant head. <laughs> I, I honestly think if they do that, if they do that, you have to have a seventh defenseman. You can't, if you're on a road trip, you can't guarantee calling someone off at the last minute. Right. If you have a guy like Tommy Cross, he's capable of playing one game for the Bruins and not messing it up. It didn't seem like that in the playoffs. It, yeah, but I'm not talking about playoffs. He's not going to be there in the playoffs. They'll bring up someone from Providence in the playoffs once they've had a full season down in the AHL. How about how about this one? Um, do you think that the Tommy Cross signing was due to Leonis Arneson not 
being able to hang in the AHL and being sent back to Europe? I just think there's there's so many kids going to be in the AHL next year. You give Alex Grant the captaincy because I think that would be the right thing to do. He led that team last year. Yeah. I mean, I'd give him the captaincy and then if there's ever an injury in the AHL and you need a defenseman who's capable of playing, you, you then switch one of the kids out into the NHL with Tommy Cross. And you let Tommy Cross go down and do what he does, and then switch him back. You you got a kid who can come up, who's not waiver eligible. Yep. Tommy Cross won't be waiver eligible because he won't be dressed for games. It it's a good. I think this. I think it's the best way. It's it's a loophole in the waiver system. Yeah. No. No. You have a definite valid points. I'm not. I'm not discrediting you on that at all. And I I honestly think he'll he'll sign for what probably 700k. Something along those lines. Uh, six, I don't think it'll be six ninety. Yeah, mm. yeah. So th- that's nothing. If you bring him up onto the NHL, he doesn't even hit the cap. Like what? It, it's it's better than play, paying one of your kids like Zaboral. I think Zaboral's on eight hundred k. Yeah. So I mean, if you have Zaboral sitting, he's hitting more cap than Tommy Crosswood if he was sitting. Plus. You're not sitting one of your kids. It's. I think it, it's better to do it like that. You don't end up with another Joe Morrow who doesn't get ice time. And that's hurt Joe Morrow's career because I think he'd be a hell of a lot better than he is now if he got to play. I think I think it's honestly a clever loophole in the Bruins system that they could use. I think Morrow is cursed. It looks like, uh, according to Instagram, he's pretty good friends with Ryan Spooner. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if Spooner's going out as part of a deal, you could swing the rights to him as well. Spooner doesn't seem to be in the plans of the future of the Boston Bruins. No, I don't. Oh, believe Spooner's either. Spooner's a third round pick on this team right now. Well, this that, is, that's the way I see it. This will segue us right into this uh, our trade rumor talk because there is a lot of stuff going on right now uh, with the expansion draft coming up. So. Um, let's dive right into it. One, not one of my favorite subjects, but you know it's it's the off season and we're starving for news, so might as well jump on the trade rumor bandwagon. Um, when you talk about Ryan Spooner uh, and, and 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 his trade value, well, it just I find it awkward that people don't use you know the tools available to investigate. Before they make a, a comment, um, if you look at Ryan Spooner on the depth chart, he's got nothing attached to his contract, so which makes him and his age and his playing style make him an attractive value on the trade market. A lot of people say, "Why would you trade Spooner? Uh, you've got David Krejci doing nothing." You know, well, look. Look at the NMC next to his name. That's exactly why I don't get involved in trade talks with people that have clauses. And not even that, Spooner can't hold Krejci's jockstrap. Right. Oh, that was a that was a famous one, by the way. Um. So, I mean, that's just you just gotta take a time and just look at this. I mean, look, go to Cap Friendly. It's a great website, and it, it 
clearly explains everything you need to know. Um, you just can't well, throw out trades like that and expect it to going to happen because it's. Well, well, let let let's spend you... two two seconds right now and explain everyone who has a no movement clause who's not getting traded this season. Matt Bolesky, unless he waves it. No, he doesn't. He's got a limited no trade. So he's yeah, got to he's got to have a ten teams he won't go to, and that's it. Yeah, but that makes it difficult to trade him. Because yeah, the 10 the, teams are probably plus, the bottom of the league. Plus teams. he's overpaid for not being that good. That, I think, is the most difficult decision. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got Matt Bolesky, Bergeron, uh, Krejci, um, David Backus, Zdeno Chara. And I think that's it. Martian. Five guys. Martian. Mar- Martian hasn't kicked in, though, has it? No, Until you're next right. season. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, and until... What is it? Um, I think se- September. It doesn't kick in till. Yeah. So, I mean, I, they're not going to trade Marshand. I don't care what you say. They're not. Um, even though I suggested it, like, I think half a year ago, before the trade deadline, I suggested trading Marshand, which a lot of people hated. But uh, <laughs> we were yeah. young and silly. <laughs> well, they weren't looking like they were going to make the playoffs back then. Right. Um, yeah, but like those guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Unless you're talking about Matt Bolesky, who could either be bought out or traded to one of those 20, 21 teams because Vegas is now in, so it's 31. Yes, and, and that was actually a loophole in his contract that he could be open because Vegas wasn't a team that he picked that he wouldn't go to. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. That well, is. A... Can, can we can we just start off by prefacing to all the fans out there? Jimmy Hayes is not going anywhere because no one wants him. Yeah. So when I see trade rumors and people go, "We'll throw in Ryan Spooner, Jimmy Hayes, and Matt Bolesky," please stop it. <laughs> think before you type. I, do, I don't just, know. Montreal might take that trade today. Oh, yeah, I know. Eh? <laughs> uh, but. They love their fourth line guys, so I think that that'd be an entire fourth line. It's just the, the these trades. People need to understand when we want like the rumors are Jonas Brodeen, who didn't get moved today. Doesn't look like he's getting moved today. Um, no. You need to give a piece away to. You can't just get good players and give them a bunch of crap from your roster and think that that's going to fly. Yeah, Minnesota's going to want if if Brodeen's moved. Minnesota's going to want something to come in uh, immediately yeah. in that yeah, exactly. in that position, not not a forward or this and that, but you know a positional player to, in return. I, I guarantee they want a D prospect who is just turned twenty, come out of juniors, and is ready to hit the NHL. Mikhail Sergachev. <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing they're thinking. Exactly along the lines of how Tampa Bay has just fleeced. Montreal. So, yeah, the it the thing that's happening around the league is teams want guys on that are just starting entry level deals who are ready to hit the NHL. Yep, that's what everyone wants. And the yes. really big problem is there's very little out there that are ready to hit the NHL that aren't top line prospects. So, I mean, you've got a guy like Anders Bjork who's ready to hit the NHL, who could be moved. And no. 
I that's mean, just me saying I don't want to move. Yeah, 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 I know. But but at the same time, that is an interesting piece for the Bruins. I know they don't know what it's like in the NHL right now, but that's a very valuable asset to have of a guy who is ready for the NHL and has three years of an entry level deal ahead of him. Oh, could I? Can I also say for like for the? I think I'm going to say this for the last time. Please stop putting in Carlo getting traded to Colorado rumors. Oh, I, think I think I'm getting sick of it. Um, people keep putting in, they're like, oh, Landeskog is the answer. He, he's really not the answer. Matt Duchesne's the better hockey player of the two in the first place. It Just please stop it. You don't trade away defense for forwards when we have forwards right now. It, it just, oh, it just, oh, it just hurts, honestly. I read this I, I love, it hurts. I love how it's a fucking, uh, I've, I've done it. Wow. <laughs> in the jar. Cha-ching, it's, cha-ching. <laughs> it's, a, it's a revolving door of what the fans want, and we wanted defense, so Sweeney drafted defense, drafted, well, they drafted it really well. Yes, they did. Uh, and now that we have defense and we're ready to play a full season with prospects, ah, oh, we don't want them anymore, we want forwards. What? Uh, Are you crazy? <laughs> stop, just stop. Don't open your mouth. Sew it shut. Just sew it shut. Sit yourself back in your chair. Put the straps on. Just get yourself ready to rock yourself to sleep because <laughs> it's just not happening. Not, there is not one single guy under the age of 23 on the Bruins' defense that is going to be traded. I, I, just, it makes no sense. I saw a rumor um, uh, for the Brodeen to Boston and... It almost looks like somebody went on cap friendly and just looked at the uh, Minnesota Wild um, cap space and um, and they had the draft picks and they're like, oh, well, Minnesota doesn't have a first or second round pick. Boston does. That's an automatic trade right there. So that they, you know you know you look at that and you just you spike up an article and it's like wow, that's just. I mean, to me, that's a little light for a player like Brodeen. I mean, especially in this draft. Anybody? If, if the Bruins were going to get Brodeen, they would have to give up Jakob Zor. They'd have to give up Sporo. They'd have to give up. Um, Debr- they'd have to give up a prospect of value. Yeah. And a first round pick. Yeah. To even make to even have the conversation, and I, I saw Colin Miller. As much as I, to be totally honest, I've gotten to the point I don't care which Miller's gone. Because I look at the prospects we have, and you know what? In two years from now, we're going to be like, "Who's Miller?" Yeah, I don't know who these guys are. Miller time. They're not going to be. They're <sighs> not going to be playing on the team anymore. It just does anyone fun. does anyone remember when Colin Miller wasn't known to a single fan in the NHL unless you were in LA? Uh, and or, even or, then, it, or you listen in, to me? Yeah, and even then, it was a like even LA fans didn't really know that much about Colin Miller because he never played in the NHL. Right. Then all of a sudden he came to the Bruins and, oh, he's going to be a top pairing right-handed defenseman (laughs) in no time. There's there's just no room for him. Unfortunately, either Kevin, like I, I, I still think that they're going to hold Kevin Miller over Colin. I think he's going to be protected. The sheer sheer fact, hey, we'll find out. The sheer fact of it is he in the depth chart, McAvoy's ahead of him, um, and so is Brandon Carlo. So yeah. there's no room for Colin Mitter. For his skill set, he can't be a third-pairing defenseman. And ever since the Kevin Miller toe drag through, the defense, uh, through them three forwards during one of the games in the season, 
uh, Kevin Miller has been protected since that moment. I think. No, actually, for me, it was the fact that he was our best defenseman in the playoffs and the only one that decided to play hockey in some most games. And that was how, to totally how good. How good did that pairing of Kevin Miller and, and uh, McAvoy look? Amazing. Yeah, that looked like a top pairing defense of <laughs> that, a top that, team. That to me is the reason Kevin Miller should be protected because he was the one who decided hey guys it's the playoffs maybe we should play hockey let's yeah. not watch Eric Carlson let's try and hit him yeah so the just, um just thought the expansion draft is um is that Wednesday night yes so just to to clarify everything um the trade freeze happened at three o'clock today and then will not be unfrozen until Thursday at 8 a.m the awesome. freeze lifts Thursday at 8 a.m all right that's out thanks court and then any trades that happened the last second that didn't get so, announced today will be from, announced then. Correct. And also, any any trades or free agent signings can only be done with Vegas or by Vegas. And I'm wondering, when do we hear... Because we were talking about this off-air, and Vegas are going to have three... Apparently, going to have three first-round picks. We uh, should be hearing about those anytime. If if what everybody's saying is true, that can be announced now. Well, oh. the the official list that the NHL is going to publish is tomorrow at ten. Correct, but okay. The the roster of the, the trades they yep. technically announce them now. But from what I'm reading right now is the NHL has asked the Vegas to wait. So even if the trade is done and this player already knows. Which I don't think that's why I think the whole Columbus thing is real. That these secrets can't be kept. Right. Um, they want to announce it so that no one knows the roster going into that day. So it's like a big yeah. deal, even though it's it, to be to be totally honest with you, it's an expansion draft team. It's not that big of a deal. They'll well, be lucky. They'll be lucky to to maybe win thirty games. To me, it's totally crazy that players don't know that they've been traded. Like Mikhail Sergachev that just went to Tampa Bay only found out because he looked at Tampa Bay's Twitter account. <laughs> and then he, re- and then and then he called his his agent, That's who in terrible. turn called his accountant, and told, who in turn called his accountant and told him that he no longer had to pay tax. He was like, "What? Yeah. I'm making more money. Thank you, Montreal." <laughs> he didn't have to deal with fans that treat him like crap when he has a bad game, and now he can walk down the streets, no one knows him, and he doesn't have to pay as much tax. He makes more money. He just got a raise by getting traded to a better hockey club. If he gets traded again, there's, there's something going on. I, I'm waiting for one of these stupid trades where a player gets traded, then traded again, then traded again. Oh, oh that that Mike Sillinger no longer plays in the NHL. The, the Martin <laughs> Jones trade. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it Martin Jones who was, who was in a car on the way to Boston when he got another phone call telling him... Yeah, turn, turn around! Actually, turn around! Yeah. You're going <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> I think people need to know that Martin Jones made a, a phone call when he first got traded and said he didn't want to go there like a big baby. So, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. He didn't want to come to Boston. People, that's another one. People stop talking about Martin Jones coming to Boston. Yeah. He didn't want to be here in the first place. He hates Boston. Just, just. Well, he didn't. He didn't want to be a backup. That was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. no, no. He, 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 he did. That's what I'm just. I'm just trying. Yeah. And to say he, he didn't want anything to do with the franchise. Want yeah. nothing. So. Screw you, Martin Jones. <laughs> and by the way, Martin Jones was terrible in the playoffs. Just, yeah, just to stick it in all the 
even though we haven't talked about Tuka haters in a while, Martin Jones sucked in the playoffs, people. Yep. Sucked. It happens to other goaltenders throughout the league, people. Hey, look at Pekka Rennie. He got his team all the way to the finals, and then it was like Tuka haters decided to be uh, Nashville Predators oh. fans and say that uh, Pekka Rennie sucked. The most, that was the most hilarious series ever. Pekka Rennie sucks. Pekka Rennie sucks. Oh, my God. He's a god. Like, yeah. please. <laughs> Please sign him to a seven-year extension and give him millions of... Mi- oh, he sucks again. So many Bruins fans <laughs> are tweeting like, oh, look at the comparisons. They're from the same country. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I, I got to chime in on one thing on, uh, for the Rask haters. Is, um, uh, there was a bunch of them that absolutely freaked out when... And I, don't get the, I don't get the sensation for Ben Bishop. I really don't. I mean, people are telling, people are saying trade Tuca for Bishop. He's so much better. Well, they all freaked out when Ben Bishop got traded from the LA Kings to Dallas for, I believe, a fourth round pick. Twitter went, um, at least on my timeline, went crazy. Bruins yeah. fans saying, "Oh my God, you can't!" And, and you know, was... this this guy got traded for a fourth round pick, and we can't get rid of Tuca for. Uh, a boatload. Well, here's the facts. It was to discuss negotiations with him. That was it. Yeah. It was just and to talk an, to him. He was an unrestricted free agent that could have gone to Dallas, walked away, and right. they would have paid a fourth round pick for nothing. Exactly. You don't, Not even you don't, that. You don't pay first round picks for that. Ben Bishop, I can't wait because he's going to play in front of a terrible defense next year. Oh, my God. And yeah. all these people, I want to go through their Twitter accounts and then, like, retweet their old tweets <laughs> and be like, are you sure you meant this? I feel like all the people that are – no, I, I'm not even going there. You're trolling I, facts. I, I was going to make a Donald Trump joke. But I even Jordy Ben has gone. Jordy Ben has gone from Dallas. Right. When did anyone think that was going to happen? Uh-huh. Do you think Jamie just got sick of him and was like, just get rid of him? <laughs> you sn- I, I think he turned around one day and went, that beard is ridiculous. Yeah. Or get him. You, get him s- you snore too loud on the road trips. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised, he, I'm surprised he didn't. He's in Montreal. I'm surprised he hasn't asked for a trade to San Jose so he can be with the bearded boys. Oh, that's, that's funny. Uh, well, speaking about that, uh, Joel Thornton's not going to be there much longer. Yeah, okay, but can we not say that he's coming to the Bruins? Can we not go well, there? Did you see that whole article uh, about? Uh, I, yeah, I saw. All yeah, those I articles. saw that. It was uh, can... W E I Ty Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was actually a good read. Yeah, I, had, oh, it, I, I thought it was it a good read. Of, no, no, no. He's a, he's a great journalist. Yeah. It made quite Way a bit of sense. But the problem is, so so does what I said about Tommy Cross. But <laughs> trust me, like <laughs> I guarantee it won't happen. Like. I'm I'm saying it could happen, but it it just won't. If you're Joe Thornton, and you were where you were in your career, and you were good, probably one of the best up and coming centers, and that team told you that you sucked and traded you, do you want to ever come back to that franchise? All right. You know what we should do? At like McAvoy, guys, guys that are up and coming, we'll trade them. We'll get back Phil Kessel, <laughs> Joe Thornton. <laughs> Tyler we'll try Sagan. and get Sagan, we'll try and get Sagan back and put him on like the fourth line left wing. Why? Why not? Like right. this is, this is just and, easy. And money. we'll 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 buy a nightclub so that they can all go party in one little spot. Yeah, why not? Hey, speaking of um, Thornton, real quick, I just wanted to uh, not not Joe, but I wanted to touch on Sean, former Bruin, 
uh, and resident tough guy of the Boston Bruins for um, a few years. Um, retired, as many of you know, uh, and I thought it was kind of funny but interesting that he declined offers from Nesson to do Bruins commentating and Jeremy Jacobs for to work uh, in the organization. And I was listening, and I, I got I to gotta plug these guys because I absolutely love them. Um, <laughs> the Spit and Chicklets podcast um, with uh, Rear Admiral uh, Mike Grinnell and uh, Ryan Whitney. Those guys crack me up. But they were, he was on the show, uh, the recent podcast uh, last week, uh, saying that he, he, I didn't want to go back to Boston, and it wasn't because I didn't want to be with the with the team. It was the fact is that there's much better weather down in Florida. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> He's like, I can play golf all year round down here. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so he said um, it was a no brainer uh, when they when they asked him to um, to be part of the organization. And uh, you know, he still has his house in Charlestown, Mass. He's still going to be vacationing up north and so on, but uh, not a permanent member of um, the state. So, uh, congratulations to Sean, and um, you know, best of luck in the business world of the of the sport because uh, uh, he's definitely taking on a, a a whole new beast, and he's got a, a lot to learn. So, uh, you know, kudos to him for uh, for doing that. So, well, that kind of leads Nesson into missed out. On that as well, because they could have had Sean Thornton as the new Pierre Maguire, right? Of Nesson, you could have him. You could have him in between the penalty boxes. That would <laughs> be the best part. Yeah, Sean, the guy getting the penalty so bad. Thornton's the spraying water at Suban off the side of the ice while he's commentating. Oh, it'd be so great. If Thornton's the next uh, Maguire, he's going to be loving. Sidney Crosby too. Oh no! Just like the no. wire does. No, because Thornton, Thornton would be like, "Hey, <laughs> I'll let you pick you the hand Thornton. of the mic you talk into." <laughs> Thornton, Thornton saying that he wanted to stay in Florida. Did you? I don't know if you guys caught it. Uh, Drew Doughty was on uh, Sportsnet uh, a couple days ago, and uh, they asked him why players don't want to come to the Leafs, and he's like, "Oh, we we'd want to play for the Leafs. We just wouldn't want to live in Toronto." He's like, I can walk down the street in L.A. Why? And I have beautiful weather. Why would I want to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Was was well, he, he, was that the was Dangle the podcast? Dangle. Yeah, he was no, on the it, Dangle podcast. Yeah, I was on the Dangle. Yeah, yeah, I I, I listened to that too. That was a good it's, one. It's nothing, nothing against the city of Toronto. He just said, like, you know, the media. It's just yeah. crazy. It was funny when Steve, Steve was making fun of his teeth. <laughs> yeah, and it was so good because he was like, why why would I get new teeth? Just to have them kicked out again, I'll, I'll just wait till I retire. And it was like, plus, plus, it's the best photo opportunity ever because the, it, as soon as he smiles, people don't realize that them teeth are under there. <laughs> All right, we have passed an hour, so um, mm-hmm. we we dived into a little expansion talk. But um, Friday night coming up and Saturday, Friday being the first round of the playoff, uh, the playoffs, yeah. The uh, mm, wow. the NHL entry draft uh, from Chicago, Illinois. Um, what what we wanted to do was we didn't want to go through all the picks. The Bruins have a one, a two, a four, a six, and two sevens. So what we wanted to do is we didn't want to drag this all out. So what we did was we just did our first two 
first two rounds. And we did a little homework on these players. Um, and we, we selected the players that were going to be where the Bruins you know, could pick. Um, and they're lined up to be picked um, at the 18th in the first. And uh, I believe it's 38th in the second. I could be wrong. Yeah, thirty-eight. Uh, so, um, anybody want to go first with their selections, or should I? I would like to go last. Okay. I will go. Sure, I'll go first. All right, let's do it. Rip it off like a bandaid. There you go. So, um, I went with uh, my first round pick. I went with uh, Isaac Radcliffe of the Gulf Storm. He's a, a left winger. Um, if, if you look at what Boston's done in the last couple drafts, they have drafted by position. That that could hurt you, but at the same time, this kid's huge and can skate. At 6'6 six, six and 195 pounds, he's actually underweight. And his problem isn't skating. His problem right now, it's not his hands either. It's just just to get bigger. So when you look at some guys and they say, oh, well, he's uh, he's, he's got potential, but he's there's got a lot to work on. He's Usually it's their skating that they have to work on. It's not his skating. He was on a Guelph Storm team that was absolutely terrible. They're in a rebuilding stage. And he got 28 goals, 26 assists, 54 points. That, it, it's amazing. That's a 17-year-old last year. That, that's, that's some good numbers in the OHL. Um, and then for my second-round pick, my strategy is that I'm really hoping the Boston Bruins take a, def, uh, a goalie this year. Um, people are saying it's a weak draft. I, I've never actually believed in saying something's a weak draft. Um, you never know what these kids can do, but uh, it's a good draft for goaltenders this year. So I'm, I'm going with another Canadian kid, uh, Michael DiPietro. Uh, he's short, though, for goaltender at six foot. Believe it or not, that's short, supposedly. But he played on the Windsor Spitfires, who just won the Memorial Cup. And uh, he beat, on the way to that the Mem Cup win, he beat the London Knights. Now, this London Knights team, every year, is just offense. And uh, he beat the London Knights, um, knows how to win big games. Uh, and uh, height is not an issue with him. He's got the skill. Uh, he got 30 wins last year with a 2.35 goals against and a uh, .917 save percentage. Both these kids I've talked about will probably play in the World Juniors this year uh, for Team Canada, and uh, quite possibly, uh, if the NHL players don't go to the Olympics, these kids could be on uh, Olympic hockey teams, and uh, experience enough for these kids is worth looking at because uh, – that's something you want. You want proven winners, and you want guys that are going to be playing in these in these big tournaments to get the ice time. And Michael Di Pietro, when when people said that Subban was a uh, an athletic goaltender, Michael Di Pietro is the king of athleticism. Mm-hmm. That guy's unreal in net. Yeah, like both me and Mark being goaltenders. Like this guy, this guy is unreal. Yeah, yeah, like one of the scouts says he's he's six foot, but he plays like he's six nine. Yeah. yeah, his size. Don't don't look at his numbers in size and and body stature, please, because you need really need to see videos. I highly suggest YouTube in this kid and and watching. I mean, I, I watched uh, the other well, last week when I was doing my um my prospect uh, profiles. I watched, I think it was an 11-minute, 12-minute video on him, and I was just blown away uh, how 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 good of a reaction goaltender he can be. Uh, lateral movements are freaking unbelievable. Um, just real quick, you know. It's a solid selection, but uh, I, I, for oh, me... And, and conveniently, both are Canadian. Just, yeah. You know. 
conveniently. Well, you know. Well, I'd like to tell me players in the league are, and I'll tell you they're national. I'd like to real quick. I'd like to see the Bruins select uh, Canadian juniors this year in the draft. Because uh, not 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 having any picks last year was kind of strange to me, but well, yeah. first time ever. Yeah, right. In the history of the draft, it's, a team's done it. Yeah, I thought it was very strange, but it's method to the madness, and that's why we're we're not <laughs> in the room with them. I can't complain about the drafting so far. All right. Um. All right. Now it's me. Yeah. 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 Well, with the 18th selection, if the if this kid is available, I, I like I said, YouTube and do as much research on this kid as possible. Um, but the the player around 18 that I fought was just, um, you know, a shoe in for me to just take was uh, he's just a very skilled player, fast, and a versatile player. He could play uh, both uh, center and left wing, um, and he has played on the right side too. Is Kaylor Yamamoto uh, for the Spokane Chiefs uh, had a killer killer season last year? Uh, he played in 65 games. He got 42 goals, 57 assists, 99 points uh, in his second year uh, in the Western Hockey League. <clears throat> He's got um, uh, real good skills. Like I said, he's he's fast. He got great hands, but he's also been. Um, a, a player and a key player in the uh, United States development program uh, with the uh, USA under 17s and the USA under 18 and uh, played very well uh, in all of those. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a, like I said, please check him out. I mean, he, have you guys watched any video on him at all? After yeah, you okay. said you were going to pick him, I checked him out today. Yeah, yeah. What, what'd you he's, think? He's unreal. Yeah. I mean, I think he needs to be a little bit stronger on his skates, but most kids and juniors do once they get to the big leagues. And like and like you said, Court, about the size thing of Mike Pietro, Kayla Yamamoto is only five eight. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm small. Yeah. He's not eight, got a lot of muscle five, to him. Yeah. You're, you're talking from a guy whose father played and he was only five five. I size doesn't matter. To me. Right, right now, you know, you know what? And and, and for, for so many people to get a big body that's got that's got the full attributes of a of a hockey player is always good. Yeah, I understand that. There are force out there, but you know, talent comes in all different sizes. So, I, and, I, and second of all, the kid's five nine. He's not a midget. Um, like I, like the only reason I picked my guy at six, six is I was actually surprised he was six, six. It's just cause he actually had speed. And I right. thought, I thought I was picking a skilled guy. Um, but yeah, if a kid's got speed, it's like look at Tyler Johnson on the Tampa Bay lightning. He flies out there. Yeah. Like just absolutely flies out there. You can't hit something that you can't catch. Yeah. And all right. So I really like Kaler. He's good. Um, a really good attitude too. I watched his Columbine video, and um, he really presents himself very well. So, uh, oh, you like stalking the kid, eh? Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm all about the hockey. You know that, bud. I know. Guess, guess who's coming up next, Court? Who? I don't know this pick. All right. Oh, his goaltender? Oh, for sure. Ooh. Why? You don't like my pick? Ooh. No, I just like as soon as you said we were doing this, I knew exactly who your second round pick was. Strong. Yeah, he actually he called it. Actually, he he told yeah. me you were going to pick. All right, uh, with my second round pick, I I, I did look at Michael DiPietro and I did look at uh, Jake Ottinger, uh, Boston University goaltender. But I guess we're going to disappoint everybody by not picking him. Yeah, I I, I just and, and I'm not saying that I'm not 
my choice of goaltender is not because who's better and who's there. It's I believe that my pick is going to be around before a guy like Ottinger. I believe Ottinger is going to go early second, maybe high first. I think he's going to go late first round. Yeah. But he will go. So my selection is Keith uh, Petrozelli, and he is a local kid from Wilbraham, Massachusetts. Uh, he catches – oh, my God, I didn't even notice that. Left. Now I lo- now I'm in love with him. He catches with his right hand. And now I'm a right hand, I'm a right handed goaltender, so Are you sure? Full right. Yeah, I'm full right. Are you sure, Mark? I'm looking at his uh elite prospects and he says catches with his right hand. I got the hockey news sitting in front of me. It says catches left, so somebody's wrong. Oh. Okay. Well Ooh, flip of a coin. Yeah. Uh he's eighteen years old. Uh he's been playing for the Muskegon Lumberjacks of the United States Hockey League. Uh the, he just that was his first year in 2016 and 17. Played in 35 games, got a, a 2.40 goals against, and a 918 save percentage. Um, he's committed to uh, Quinnipiac University next season, which is a, a, a fantastic school. I had the opportunity to talk to Rand Peckhold, uh, who is the, um, the coach of the Quinnipiac Bobcats, at last year's development camp, I was I was kind of wondering why he was there, but he was in the stands, and I had an opportunity. To, I had like a fifteen minute conversation with him about how he changed the school around for the better, and and how the program has just uh, exceeded expectations. But uh, I like him because he's he's close. Quinnipiac is not that far away uh, for scouting purposes. And he, and he's a uh, he's a Massachusetts New England native, um, and he's he's a huge Bruins fan, um, and he's a big kid. Uh, he's and he uh, catches left. Okay, I just he looked ca- it up. No, he, I got he pictures catches, of. He catches with a hand. It's all good as long <laughs> as he can catch. That's the main thing. All right. Uh, just and and for Boston fans, don't get discouraged when you look him up online and look at pictures of him wearing a Habs jersey for some reason. It's oh, not Montreal. Dear. It's just a Fan- men's gig, I guess. Right, he's, he's Fan- fancy dress. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the uh, the the comparisons to him are to Carey Price. Ooh. So, um, wow. Yeah, uh, he's a big kid. He's uh, he's six five. <clears throat> he's one hundred and ninety pounds. Um, I've seen some video on him. He he's an aggressive goaltender. Uh, it kind of reminds me, not as aggressive, but. Uh, reminds me of the Lundquist type that stays in the paint, believes uh, in you know, staying close to the to the to the goal, um, cuts down his angles very well, positioned himself really good for a big kid, um, and I, I think he'd be a solid um, selection with the Bruins second round, and most likely one that's probably going to be around, uh, you know, opposed to uh, Courts, uh, Michael DiPietro, and uh, Jake Ottinger, so. That's all I got. As uh, you know, I, I think goaltending uh, at this time, and the, one of the reasons why I picked him is, and one of the main re- major reasons why is, is because of his age and where he's at right now. Uh, he's last season was his um, first year in the United States Hockey League, which means next year he'll be his first year at Quinnipiac. That gives him a ton of time and the Bruins time. Say that five times fast. What? The name Quinnipiac. Oh, God. Quinnipiac? 
but uh, uh, with the way the goaltendings are going right now, you got Rafts locked up for a long term. You don't know what's going on with the backup after next season and um, restriction restricted free agent negotiations with uh, Zane McIntyre and Malcolm Subban this summer. Adding another goaltender at his age and level right now, I think, is a smart move because you can. You can have the rights to him throughout his college career, and then he'll possibly be ready for AHL, East Coast Hockey League, whatever, when he's out. So um, that's my solid selection. So, what do you got? And now on to the madness of Rob's mind. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, thought it was, I thought it was you earlier already called yourself a genius. Genius, yeah, genius, well, genius. You've got to be a bit crazy to be genius. So. <laughs> oh, a mad genius now. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Due to the fact that I honestly think Dan Vladar is a very good goaltending prospect. Um, he might not be a big name in goaltending prospects, but I think he is going to be quite good. Yep. Uh, I haven't gone with a goaltender in either of my rounds. Um, Ooh. Both, be of my, both of my guys have been slated as possible first round picks, fringe second round picks. Uh, but one of them could drop to the Bruins at 38 in the second round. So for the first round pick, I'm going with right winger Cole Lind of the Kelowna Rockets. Solid. Um, In his first season for the club, he put up 14 goals, 27 assists for 41 points. And in his second season... He put up 30 goals, 57 assists for 79 points in 70 games. Um, the the guy's quick, fast, really good vision. Um, he can set up plays. He's just he's got eyes in the back of his head. Some of the assists that he had last season were unreal. Uh, there was one from his knees where he just spun round and found a guy in the slot who slotted it home. He can put pucks in the net. Um, the the only problem that a lot of people have with him, and one of the reasons that he's slated as a guy who could go to the second round, is he's not got a big frame. He's quite a slim guy, uh, but at the same time, he's he really really loves hockey, and I think he'll push himself. He's a lot like Pasternak. Uh, he'll push himself to get better for whichever team selects him. So. I really think that he's just that offensive spot that you need in a third or fourth line role, and I think he'd be great at it. Can I touch on that something real quick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He definitely that pick right there definitely addresses the need at, on the right side. You know, yeah. if he when he's available for professional and and where he might land in the ranks of professional hockey. Yeah, and. Uh, with with two years left eligible in juniors, uh, putting up thirty goals last season before he's even drafted is uh, pretty remarkable. And the fifty seven assists just goes to show what kind of offensive guy he is. Yep. Uh, my second round guy is probably going to be gone by the time the Bruins get there, but he has dropped as low as forty on a lot of people's mock drafts. Um, and that's Matthew Strom. And we all know 
Dylan Strom's name, um, but Matthew Strom's a lot bigger of a guy. This guy can forecheck like like nothing. It is his game in the offensive zone is unreal. If anyone has like five minutes, just type it. Type Matthew Strom highlights in. Watch the first video you come to. This guy has so many takeaways. It's unreal. Um, in his first season with the club, he put up 16 goals, 22 assists for 38 points, playing on a third and fourth line role. And then in his second season, when he went up to the top two lines on the left wing, he put up 34 goals, 28 assists for 62 points. And he plays for the Hamilton Bulldogs. Um, this guy, like, like I said, just go and check him out for yourself. This guy is unreal. I honestly think he'll go higher because of his name. Um, but if the Bruins can land him at the 38th pick, that is a steal for me. I think he's going to be a really good hockey player. And this is another guy. You stick him on your third or fourth line, and he'll do your agitating for you just like Brad Marchand does. He'll forecheck for you. He'll penalty kill. He'll power play. The guy's unreal. Uh, yeah. And I, I looked at a lot of goaltenders around the second round. Like you said, Orange is going to be a fringe first round, probably top five pick on the second round. That that guy's not going to be around when the Bruins pick. Right. And I'll be surprised if they waste a the first round on him. Um, I, I, I just think I, I've been preaching it all along uh, since last season. Now is the time to go for the best available players. And with Matthew Strom and Cole Lind, you get two really good offensive players who can just put up points. And that's what the Bruins need. Yeah, solid, solid selections. Very good research. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Way to bring it. The only problem is I forgot what league Hamilton and Kelowna were in. And Dump. I didn't get heights and weights. So. Well, Hamilton's I'm in the OHL and Kelowna is in the WHL. There you go, and uh, yeah, I, there's there's so many good prospects out there. That I I don't understand why people say it's not deep. I know there's not the superstar status going yeah. all the way through the first round, but like a guy like Matthew Strom, that that second name alone, there's two of them in the NHL right now, two Stroms. Like that guy is. I I have a feeling he'll make it. I have a feeling he'll be a really good like middle six guy I just it, it I, I always watch players I'll, I'll watch say 20 to 30 uh, through the top three rounds and you just get that feeling with a few of the players and you can imagine them in a brewing sweater and it's just I, I, I couldn't find anyone better around them parts I looked at uh, Maxime Comtois uh I thought he was okay, but I, with a guy like Cole Lind, I think he just brings that little bit of extra spark. So, hey. well, that was certainly fun. Let's do it again. Can we do? Can we do another one? We'll do all seven rounds. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, I mean, we were. I was thinking about it when we talked um, in preparation for the show. Uh, I think a week or two ago that. I was thinking about going all seven rounds, and we know that the Bruins don't pick in the third and fifth, but um, it just, I wound it down to two. 
the first two because uh, Court was right in the conversation we had a while back. It's like anything after the third round is pretty much a crapshoot. So you know, oh, yeah. you really don't know. You know, it's it's definitely best available at that point. Uh, you're really not addressing major needs um, like you would in the first, second, or possibly third. So uh, we just went down to the first two just to make it a little quicker for the show. Give it some give some um, advice on. Uh, on who to pick, on who we'd like to see as a, from a fan's perspective, but no, I, th- I, lo- also, I love this time of the year. Also, um, I believe it was one of the black and gold writers that wrote the article. I could be wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but was it? Didn't someone write a piece about um, drafting over ages? Yeah, that was uh, Spencer Franchetta. Uh, he's a new writer um, for for our website, and we also brought on um, another person that I forgot. I'm terribly sorry. I don't have everything up on my, my... screen. Huh? Is his name? Hold on. I can pull this up for you because this is just, this needs to be said. That's just. You brought someone in from. Mike Craddy. Yeah, yeah, I said Mike. Yeah, I Mike Craddy. Yeah, I, yeah. Another one. Uh, he's, he, I've been following him over at the, <sighs> at the Causeway crowd. And I guess things uh, blew up over there. And a lot of people left. I think there's only one writer now for the Bruins. So, um, and he reached out to me and said, hey, I'd like to join your team. And uh, with open arms, um, we brought on a couple people, a couple of great people, and we're going to be bringing on a few more. And, and him and Andrew have been knocking it out. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Thompson, yeah. again, another one from the Causeway that came over and has really done a sensational job. Crushing it. Yeah. Absolutely crushing so, it. Um, I mean, I, I mean, all the writers. Some of the pieces that have come out recently, especially when there's not a lot of Bruins news around, yeah. they've no. been unbelievable reads. And that, for someone like me, who's not a, who's not one of the writers on the Black and Gold, I only do the podcast. Yeah, I I love like I know it's an affiliate and we're, we're part of the same team, but I love reading these articles. They if if you don't have a lot of time to go in depth into Bruins knowledge these kind of articles are the things you should be looking at because they explain it perfectly well. And if there was ever a Bruins book for dummies, I know it sounds bad, but a lot of the articles are there to explain things in depth yep. so you'll understand a lot better. Yeah, and when and if anybody anybody out there that has some kind of credit, um, some writing experience um, and, and has a creative mind and, and you're a Bruins fan, we do all Bruins content, um, reach out. Uh, to uh, blackandgoldhockeyblog.com I mean um, blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com and send me uh, send me some writing pieces and we'd love to add you on to the team if, uh, if uh, possible but yeah we, we've got solid solid writers we got seven seven people now that are um, producing so and it's been a lot of fun um, do you guys want to uh, get together next week for the after draft and talk about the picks? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, this is gonna be—it's gonna be a crazy time next week. Awesome. Well, um, I'm, the start of the silly season is here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, and it's I'm, gonna be unreal. I'm thrilled that you guys are all stoked up for this. So, um, oh, yeah. we will. Uh, we want to thank you uh, all for your patience and, th- and, and and most of all, I really want to reach out to the uh, the fans of the show that have have reached out to me and other members of this podcast asking if we were still alive. Um, that really really means a lot. 
Uh, it's funny. We are alive. But the, more importantly, it's the, it's the urge to hear us and on a weekly basis. And I, I find that very overwhelming and very appreciative because um, we do have listeners from all over the world. Uh, we're, we're really setting, setting, our, setting a bar in the, uh, in the Bruin Talkie Talk. And um, I want to continue it. And I want to thank everybody for uh, their constant support. Um, we have uh, people that donate financially through patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast. Um, people can donate uh, as much as a dollar uh, per episode and uh, to help cut the costs. Uh, we have uh, seven people now that are donating, which are fantastic, and thank you all for that support uh, financially. So, yeah, we got a lot of th- good things coming up, and um, really. And we do have people that uh, donate that can't go through Patreon. Yes, uh, great people like Dan- uh, Darren Burris um, sent Court um, a nice contribution to the show, and um, Frank Dottie. And didn't someone else? Frank Dottie sent some uh, sent some yeah. money, which was really cool. And another person did. Who would you say it was? Steve Moore. Uh, I, I th- Steve Morgan, I think. But uh, to be totally honest with you guys, my laptop is gonna die. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> thank I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we're, we're not that podcast. We don't. We. <laughs> nope. It's not uh, Wi-Fi. It's the laptop. All right. Uh, again, thank you very much. Thank you, Court. Thank you, Rob. We'll get together next week and we'll talk about the, the draft picks that everyone selected and hopefully you will turn to listen. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at Black and Gold 277 at Court Lalonde and at Rob40Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.